What's up, everybody? It's everybody's favorite anime uncle, your man's Just Jay Sama. Uh, so, <laughs> wow. Okay, this is the fourth time I'm actually recording this because there were a bunch of audio issues. And it's super weird because, like, getting into a zone of just talking for straight 20 minutes and really just laying stuff out was, like, it was dope. I mean, I was really, like, throwing some knowledge, let me tell y'all. So, uh but it's crazy to try and get back into that space. Um, so I guess we'll just do the best that we can. Welcome to the first official episode of the Canon Culture Podcast. I am your host, Just Jay Sama. Uh, so today we're going to be just taking it a little slow. We're not going to be doing too much. I've done two prerequisite episodes, which basically at this point, this podcast is basically just a story of, uh, it's just multiple stories of my life and my experiences and stuff like that. Uh, so that way I can actually... Uh, funny enough, I just want to help people. Like, I think that is essentially where I'm going with this podcast. And I love to absolutely, absolutely love to share my experiences and talk to you guys and get like feedback and stuff like that. Like, I really, really love that while also kind of like sprinkling in all of my hopes and dreams of the entertainment industry and the changes that I would like. Nothing like too crazy, nothing like negative or anything like that. It's usually just positive stuff. Like, I like to talk about. Uh, some of the improvements, uh, some of the things I would like to see in the Justice League, not just like improvements and like stuff with Marvel and DC and like uh, even with Joker coming out. Like I have a lot of thoughts about that and I just want to share a lot of that stuff. Um, so I'm really getting more into becoming a full on professional of like content creator. Like I create content. It's not just like video, audio, like anything like that. And, uh, so this week, actually today I decided to double down on LinkedIn, which is crazy because LinkedIn is such a professional driven kind of like stuffy kind of like it's a social media. That's what it is. It is, it is another version of Facebook except for, uh, you know, people who want to be taken as professionals, but, I really got a lot of pushback this week about doubling down and being unapologetically myself and unapologetically a content creator that has just been super difficult to even have the, not necessarily the courage, but because I'm doing it anyway, but like the inner audacity, I guess, to kind of push back against anybody else trying to give me some good advice or tell me uh, what it is or isn't I should be doing with you know, certain platforms and stuff like that. So, uh, essentially what I had gotten into talking about before was being unapologetically yourself, because honestly, it, we, as humans, and I'm sure everybody can agree to this. You only get one time at bat. As far as we know, you only get one life. You only get one chance to do it. And just listening to other people trying to put you down and tell you what you're doing is not a good idea or anything like that is just, I don't subscribe to that at all. That's not something I'm down with. Uh, I've unfortunately have done it in the past, so it's been pretty crazy, but as I pursue more and more stuff on LinkedIn, I will say this, I have completely changed all of the things on there. I've been very, very blunt with a lot of the jobs that I've had and a lot of the things that I've done because I've been in production. I've been in post-production. I've been in, I've done tons and tons of jobs that I've just absolutely have not liked. Like, it's so funny to me because uh, anytime I go on these LinkedIn posts or literally any of these job sites or, or anything like that, and they have their preset requirements and things like that. And I'm like, okay, so I, 
there's a lot of the times where I've gotten jobs where I don't meet nearly the requirements, but also at the same time, I have vastly more experience in other facets than the average person who's probably applying for that position. Uh, let me just give you guys an example. I used to work for this company uh, where I was doing mergers and acquisitions, which is really, really high level like business stuff. And even like my boss and my boss's dad and those guys own the company. He was telling me one time, he said, there's absolutely no reason why you should have this job. Like we should not have hired you. You don't have nearly the experience that you're supposed to have. Like he said this to my face after I've already had the job. But the thing that made me better than these other candidates, because they were trying to hire college students that were pursuing bachelor's and master's degree in business and economics and like all these other things. And I've just had 1300 retail jobs. You know what I mean? Like I had so much experience doing the, the task that they required. There's absolutely no way that you could ask somebody to do the things that they were asking me to do and still be a MBA student and have personal like interconnection. Like, like it was difficult for their, uh, the people that they were hiring to not only work for free, but to be good at doing the thing that they were asking them to do. So, uh, cold calling requires a lot of customer service experience. There's not just, you can't just like leave high school, going to college and stuff and like have absolutely. And that's what most of these candidates have. I remember seeing their resumes. They had like no customer service experience whatsoever. And it's so crazy to me that this guy, his requirement was literally only to be an MBA student and to have two years of like, I guess it was like some type of school work stuff or something like that, or like a in previous internship or something in order to pay these kids nothing. But I had six, seven years of customer service experience and I could out talk any of these people. Like, and it's just so mind boggling to me that I really had this position for so long that I really just got to a point where I'm like, this isn't stimulating my brain at all. Like I literally, it was not a challenge to do the things that they were asking me to. So it was just super crazy to me that I was still in this position that was essentially driving me nuts. And so as I look at LinkedIn as a platform and stuff like that, like I really want to put my best foot forward in something that people take very seriously apparently. Um, I've been turned down positions before because my LinkedIn only had like four things on there. But also at the same time, I have to put, and my previous temp agencies have told me this, like you have to put your head in the mindset of the person that's hiring you. I don't want to read a lot. I don't want to see a lot. I just want to see the last two things that you did. And if it lines up with the stuff that I need you for, then I'll potentially, uh, you know, try to give you an interview. That's not even hiring you. That's just interviewing you. And like when I really think about it, I've had 19, 20, maybe 22 jobs at this point. Like I've worked in so many ridiculous places, Walmart, GameStop, Target, uh, some high level places, some places that I can't really speak of, some studios. I've, And then all of, what's funny is I went to school. Uh, I got my AA from a recording art school. Like, And I've literally only used that maybe twice. Like, and that was to get internships and it's literally helped me diddly squat since then, like at all, none. So it's just so crazy to me. And now I'm in debt because of it. So that's always fun um, <laughs> because you got to pay that, I guess. Um, so really I'm, I'm kind of rambling at this point, but really what I want to kind of share is that at this point, life, 
let's look at life like it's an RPG, like it's a role-playing game. And I know a lot of people that are listening to this may or may not be familiar with like, you know, Dragon Age Inquisition or Skyrim or Fallout or anything like that. But you have a prerequisite amount of things or like a certain level that you have to be in order to do a certain task or certain mission, I guess. So if you have to be level 20 and you're level two right now, that means you have to do 18 more missions or 18 more level ups in order to be ready to take on this challenge. And even then it might not be something that you're ready for. So when I take a look at all of the other, I guess, quote unquote, side quests that I've done and all of the other things and the kind of like main quests that I've done in my life and things that I've really, 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 really pushed forward. And like, like, this is me, this is who I am. And the profile that I've been setting up on LinkedIn is I am a content creator. I am a creative force that you bring into your organization that really just thinks outside of the box that you or your staff have created at this point. Um, not only that, I try to bring up those around me. I try to make sure everybody's always on the same page because nobody can do a job effectively if one person on the team is just like, well, I don't want to fucking be here. Like, I don't get like I'm always really enthusiastic about being in whatever situation it is where I get to interact with people. Like, that's the fun part. Like, I could be at a paper pencil pushing job or whatever. But as long as I have like great people around me with great energy, like I'm glad to go. I'm glad to be there. That's why like my last position, I used to do product placement. And I have to say that was the best job I have ever had. Like absolutely down, like not even because of just the stuff I was doing and the interacting with studios and like every now and then going to set and stuff like that. Like that was great. That was fun. I love that part but it was the people I worked with that I absolutely fell in love. And I've never, I've never, not one time have had a job where I liked every single person that I worked with at this particular company, which I still miss it to this day. And I really wish I could get a job back there, which I probably can, but I mean, we'll see. Uh, I loved every single person there. I had a connection with every single person that worked there, but also, at the same time, I was going through a lot of hardships, and that's what ended up making me lose the job in the first place was just I was not 100% dedicated. I like I wasn't the proper leveling. That's what it was. That job required me to be a specific level, and I was two levels below that. So that job was like a level 25 job, but I was only level 22, level 23, and I was just not prepared for that. And so sometimes I would get down in the dumps about like jobs that I've lost that were like really, really lucrative jobs. And I was like producing content and doing all of this stuff. But these were like level 40 jobs. And I was like, at the time I was in college, I was like level seven, level eight. And I was like still maintaining these jobs. Like I was a social media manager at one point in time for a company that was owned by Fox. And then I also managed an entire webinar division and like all these other things. And I had all these hats and there was mentally Number one, I was 17. There was absolutely no reason why I should have had that job. Number one, even though I always did a really good job, it's just I, when I was on the job, I was just so all over the place that it was really hard to contain all of that stuff. I could easily do that job now, but at 17, there was absolutely no way I could handle that specific situation. So uh, just given based off of these experiences that I've had, I want to share those with other people and I want to help pretty much anybody else going forward or anybody in the, not even just in the entertainment industry, just in life in general, you have to be prepared for the things that are coming. And I'm not saying like, oh, if you don't think you're ready, don't do it. 
definitely go for it. Go for everything that you can because once again, you only get one at bat. Why would you let the opinions of somebody else telling you that's a bad idea to do that, but you need to learn these lessons in order to level up? That's that's this weird paradoxical paradoxical thing about life is that we have to go through all of these things and everybody learns differently. We have to learn about all of these things that we should and should not do in life or the things that we can and cannot do or the things that we are or are not capable of in order to be able to do them later. So it's super wild to me that when I see all of these things on LinkedIn and people take it so, so seriously as a, as a professional platform where you know you're hiring me. Like if you meet me at, in an interview and you're like, hi, you know, my name is Jared Jordan, blah, 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 blah. This is what I'm good at. And then you hire me on the job. Okay. Well, you already had met me at this point. You knew I was like this exciting bubbly personality, but if your office is filled with people that are just like, uh, it's Monday. I hate Monday. First of all, Monday is an amazing day. Monday is, is amazing. It's so close to the weekend, but it's so far away at the same time. But Monday is the start of the work week. And if I'm working with people that are just like, fuck, I have to be here. I really don't want to be here. Then why are you here? I, of course I'm here just because, you know, you know, let me, uh, let me do my work. Let me do a good job, make a difference in whatever it is that I'm doing. So that way I can take the next step to wherever it is I'm supposed to be in my life. That makes me happy because that's what we're all chasing in life is happiness. And once again, I don't think anybody wakes up and realizes like, Hey, I want to be depressed today, or I want to like do nothing today. Like I want to, I don't want to do my life. Like there are people who want to travel. There are people who want to entertain people. There are people who want to dance and sing their hearts out and just, that's what they want to do for a living. And those people are perfectly accepted. But the fact that I'm in multiple fields and stuff like that, and I've been listening to the opinions of other people for so long about what I should and should not do professionally and what I should and should not show professionally. Like somebody really told me like, Hey, you should really shut down your YouTube channel. And this is when I had like first reached a thousand subscribers. I was trying to tell her, I was like, why? Like, I don't understand. She's like, it's just really unprofessional. And it, it just makes you look really silly. Like it makes you look childish. I'm like, okay. Last time I checked, there were millionaires on this on this thing. So I'm, I'm a little confused how this is quote unquote childish. Um, I'm a little confused. There aren't many children on the, uh, on this, on this site. That's for sure. So really it's YouTube. It, it is a broadcasting website and that's what it's for. And so it was so weird whenever I run into people and they're just like, Oh, I think YouTube is a fad or I think content creation is a fad or like this, that, and the other thing. And I'm like, have you never seen a movie? Have you never listened to a song? Have you never literally watched a video in your entire life? Like these are people that, there are people that are paid to create these things. You must also think music is a fad. You must also think movies are a fad, television shows, because the passion of wanting to be in these industries and not being able to necessarily make it or break into it yet, the stop before that is YouTube. Let me create my content. Sometimes it's not even YouTube. Sometimes it's SoundCloud. Sometimes it's Vimeo. Sometimes it's LinkedIn even. Sometimes it's Twitch. There are things that, there are stops that we reach in order to level up so that way we can be ready for the thing that we're supposed to be doing later. Like I've said this time and time again, I wanna be an actor, producer, director, content creator. That is, that is it. And when those four things align with literally any job I have, I, I can work at McDonald's and still make, make one of those things work. Because what I would do 
is if I were working at McDonald's, the few things I would do, I would start a, an entire vlog series just based on like working at McDonald's and the things that I like about it or the different things that I think McDonald's should change or the things that, uh, you know, the different customer interactions I would have. I would literally make content off of that. And then from that content, I would want to go back to McDonald's headquarters or HQ or whatever, even to, as, as close as like telling my manager, like, Hey, these are some of the things that I've uh, noticed. Is there anything, it, how can we be better? Like, I, I want to put the responsibility on me. Like, what can I do to be better at the thing that I'm doing? And if it's as simple as flip the fries faster, it's just like, all right, well, cool. I got to flip the fries faster, but then what? Like there's always more growth after that. And if you reach a point where you're at a job or at a volunteer or, or whatever it may be, and you've reached the cap of that and you feel like you've mastered that, like what's the next step after that? Because life is all about stepping stones. And I know that probably like bends a lot of people out about like jobs and job hopping and stuff like that. But if you've reached a level where you can no longer get better, are you supposed to stay there? Like, are you expected to stay there? That's what's crazy to me is like, Bosses will see, you know, like people who hire people. Oh yeah. Well, we want somebody to be determined to stay here, you know, for a long period of time, blah, 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 blah. But how can you expect somebody to work somewhere for five, six, seven, eight, ten 10 years and you're only paying them just above minimum wage. So with no guarantee of like bonuses or anything like that. So if you're somebody that is working at McDonald's and your manager is hiring people, that's like, Oh, so what are your plans for three to five years from now? And they're expected answer or their answer that they want you to give is, oh, I want to still be working at McDonald's or I want to be like a manager or whatever. That creates two problems. That creates a problem where the person is now lying to you. And then also if they aren't lying to you, they're coming for your job. So as a manager, what are your plans in three to five years? That's what the question I should be asking you. Where do you think you're going to be and where do you think your team is going to be in the three to five years that I'm expected to work for you? So it's it's such a strange paradoxical situation that we're in in life. And I've just, honestly, my matrix is broken. I've had enough of it. I'm ready to take on whatever position it is that I, that I have going forward and just make that work towards the goals that I have in my life. Because really I just want to, honestly, I just want to be comfortable. I don't want to be like rich and famous and all this other shit, like major actor, comedian, producer, whatever. I just give me a hundred thousand dollars a year. And with that $100,000, I want to live off of like maybe 40, 50 of it, you know, make sure like some of my family members are taken care of a little bit here and there, be able to go on vacations here and there. That Like that is literally the ultimate goal of my life. And then with everything else that's left and like the 20% of time that I have, because I'll be working like 60, 80 hours a week, I assume as an entrepreneur or content creator or whatever, I'm going to constantly be working. And that's the thing that excites me is to always have stuff to do is to always have projects. And so what I want to do is take that remaining little revenue or time that I have and devote it to those that are going to come after me. Like, because where I come from, there's not a whole lot of options when it comes to like being a quote unquote success, like being a quote unquote success is happiness to me now. But like where I come from, it's either you're a, a rapper, basketball player, you know, you have to be some type of athlete or, you know, you just got to hit the lottery or something like there aren't very many options. Um, at least when I was growing up now, there's like tons, you know, you can get on TikTok or whatever and do all this other stuff and work with brands and stuff. There's like plenty of ways to quote unquote, make it out the hood basically. So I want to create 
things that would help people come up that I wish I had the tools that I wish I had when I was a kid or even so much as far as like, maybe not even being able to do that. Maybe I can't afford to do that yet. Maybe I have to build up to that because I won't be ready at that time where I'm making just a hundred thousand dollars. Maybe I have to wait till I'm making $120,000 so that, so then what I do first is let me help the homies that are, that are really, really working hard, that are dedicated to a specific craft. And they're like, this is what I want to do. I don't want to do anything else. And they're super devoted to it. Homie, absolutely here. Take this. These are some resources I have, please. I want you to succeed. So that way you can help people that come after you. So it's this endless cycle. It's almost like, um, basically like how people say, if you smile at somebody or if you're nice to somebody, they in turn do the same thing to somebody else. So if I'm nice to you and then you go and you go be nice to somebody else and that person then changes their mood and they want to go be nice to somebody else to be nice to somebody else. And it's just this domino effect of people being nice to each other until it gets to a point where there's somebody who is having, who's literally at the end of their rope and they're like, I can't take it anymore. Like I don't, you know, just to like be super extreme. I don't want to live anymore, stuff like that. And then that one person, is nice to that person. And they decide, you know what? Life is worth living and stuff like that. Like this is the type of residual help that we need to have. And literally we're having this conversation. (laughs) I'm having this conversation (laughs) just to really establish like what my work life is like. And literally all that, the whole difference could have been literally me giving somebody a dollar one day. Like that is like how big your impact as a human being can be. You know, like when you think about things on the scale of that big, it like makes a huge difference. So yeah, that's pretty much it for the intro part of this. So we're actually going to get into um, a few voice messages. Actually, um, let me make this known now. If you guys have the Anchor app on your phone or if you have anchor.fm on your browser or whatever, you guys can actually submit uh, things for the next episode. You can submit uh, voice messages and I'll include it in the next episode. So we have one coming from uh, my guy, procrastination expert. Let me cue that up real quick. Hey, Jay. Um, So I just want to say that I love that you're doing a podcast format, or at least some type of getting your, you know, your thoughts out there and letting us stand more on what's going on. Um, Because I really do think you're a great creator. I've been watching you since you were at, what, 700 subscribers? And you've come a really long way. Um, I just wanted to say, like, keep it up. Don't spread yourself too thin. Don't, you know, forget to take care of yourself in that regard. Like, I know you got to make this money, and I know the side hustle and the hustle is important. I really do, but you got to take care of yourself, man. Stay up. So first off, I would like to say to my man, procrastinating expert, which obviously uh, that's just what you have posted on here. That's what it tells me your username is. So, um... I would just like to say thank you so much for the support. I really, really appreciate that. And also, if you guys would like to submit uh, voice messages, go on the Anchor app and you guys can submit stuff so that way I can put it in the next episode because I love this segment of it. I really, really, this is like the interaction portion. Like this is really what I've been looking forward to doing in my podcast. I used to do it 
a lot when I would live stream them on YouTube and on Twitch. Uh, I would basically just have, uh, you know, people, you know, message in, you know, specific opinions and things like that. And we talk about it a little bit. So I'll probably have to expand and work on that going forward uh, for the rest of the podcast. And so maybe we'll get like text messages or like phone calls or something like that. Well, I'll work it out. But really, I want to say thank you so much, my man. Uh, Your support actually means literally the world to me. Like I would not do any of the stuff I'm doing without the feedback that I get, even if it's good, bad, indifferent, you know, from different people and stuff. And also my friends, a lot of my friends who also want to be, uh, something, basically something with their lives, they want to do stuff. Uh, it's a lot easier to go forward and do things when you know, there's some type of impact, when you can feel it, when people tell you, because sometimes you're, uh, in a position where you don't get the feedback and you feel like you're kind of just doing things just to do them at that point. Um, but also to uh, speak on what you said, yes, I will definitely, definitely do my best uh, to not like burn out and stuff like that. Like I'm really figuring out like this state of flow, which I talked to many creators before a bunch of my friends and stuff, and they've talked about finding their flow. And it's essentially a state in which you have a prerequisite schedule in your head, not just on paper. Um, sometimes it can be one or the other, but you have like this specific feeling that takes you in this groove throughout your day. And like, you know, first you do this and then you do this. And it's kind of like a sine wave type of thing, like peaks and valleys, like, okay, I'm going to do this. And then I'm going to rest a little bit. And then I'm going to do this thing and this thing and this thing and help this person and call this person and then do this. And it's just like a constant state that you're going through. And it's a really good way to avoid burnout uh, because I've been suffering from that many, many times. Um, Actually, I'm just coming off of a little burnout. I try to limit it to maybe a day and a half. Um, Some days I just collapse and I'm so tired and I need to sleep for 15 hours. And that happens maybe once every two to three weeks where I need to do that. So that time is very important. Also, as a creative, you cannot, and I, I say this with all of my heart and soul. You cannot continuously create, 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 create. Because what'll happen is if you don't take those breaks, you're essentially maximizing the amount of space that your brain has. Now, if you're able to create for long periods of time and get things done and stuff like that, more power to you. Good fucking job. I can't possibly do that. But literally, maybe 99% of the people that I know have some sort of burnout method and they don't realize it's burnout. Because as far as like being creative, sometimes you just have dips of time where you do nothing. You do nothing but recharge your mental battery. Like you'll be in bed on your phone or you'll be playing video games or you'll just kind of be lounging around. You know, you'll go swimming, you'll go hiking, you'll go running. Like we all as creatives have different things and just people in general, honestly, not even just creatives. We all have a time period or a slope to where we use that to escape. Now, this is where it changes because I'm not an expert in anything at all in any way, shape or form. I'm just good at a lot of things and I read a lot of stuff. So, uh, a lot of people use escapism as a thing. Like some people are into sports. Some people are into video games, movies, stuff like that. And they use that as an escape from their life that they have built up that they may or may not be happy about. And I say may or may not because everybody's case is different. I don't want to like just throw a blanket statement over everything, but a lot of people use, coming home and let me just have a beer, watch the game, you know, stuff like that. But then also as my digital mentor, Gary V says, a lot of people use that as a way to just escape from the shitty life that you've built. 
or, you know, a lot of people are really not happy with the shit that they're doing. So they use that to cope or they'll do all of these things and then complain that they don't have the money to travel. They'll complain that they don't have the time to do this, that, the other thing. Yet they had two hours of a block of time to watch shit on Netflix. So, you know, that's like, you know, it's weird because I try my best. Like I complain a lot, but it's usually just kind of like venting. And so I'll usually talk to, I have very, very few friends that I can do this, that can take this energy and then dish it back to me. Like my, like my friend, Alexandra, I love, 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 love talking to her so much because she is, she is very empathetic while also not letting me be, uh, while also not providing sympathy at the same time. And what I mean by that weird contradiction is she'll let me vent and like, she'll be like, yes, get it all out. Tell me what the fuck is going on. And then she'll be like, well, this is what I heard. And I really think you meant this. And so she'll kind of dish it back to me. And then we'll have like this back and forth, which I love this girl so, so much. She is like, oh man, she really keeps me grounded a lot. Uh, especially when it comes to creative stuff, which I really wish I could help her in more regard. Cause she, you know, she's an actress. And so she's really like working this, you know, nine to five type of job now where she used to Actually, she's had multiple jobs just in the past couple months that she said she's really not liked. So I really want to be in a position to where I could help her. So if I had, I don't know, let's say 250,000 subscribers on YouTube and I was like making, let's round down because I have a few friends that are, you know, above a hundred thousand that are making great money. And I have a few other friends that are above a hundred thousand that are barely making anything. Uh, they make just enough to like live. So let's say I'm somewhere in the middle, let's say in between 45 to $60,000 a year. And it's all money that of course I have to allocate 80, 80% of that or whatever goes to bills and then however much to taxes and stuff like that. And so that's just money. So that puts me in the mindset of like, Oh, clearly I'm in a comfortable position. What I would love to do is absolutely get in a space with her and tell her like, Hey, listen, we're going to do this. This is how much time I have. We're going to create this content. We're going to do these things. So that way she can no longer have to deal with the stress of not being a creator because I know that's what she wants to do. She's just not in a space where she can. So it's stuff like that, that like that little stuff like that. Even my friend being able to help me de-stress from shit makes me, puts me in a mental position to where I want to help people after that. Or even my roommate, my roommate is, he's a dope guy. I love this dude. He's amazing. He's an amazing human being. He works with a lot of juvenile youth that are basically coming out of the system and like need to rehabilitate to society. And so he and I had a two hour conversation the other day about like, you know, social media and like creating content and how you can help more people while also still keeping your day job and stuff like that. And he was just blown away by the fact that not only was I able to vet my problems by putting my, putting myself in his shoes and being able to fix it, but that type of stuff right there, even just talking to somebody is really, really helpful. So I definitely want to encourage that, that if you guys have somebody in your life or have a friend or a family member or something that does not draw the negativity and keep the negativity from you venting or you complaining and they're able to help you, uh, essentially elaborate on the things that you should do. Please, please, please hold on to those people because I have a few people that claim, Oh yeah, you can tell me anything. You can vent to me. You can, you know, talk to me about your complaints and stuff like that. But literally as soon as I do, they kind of turn around and like, like, Oh, well I'm in a bad mood now. 
because I shared things with them. And that makes me not want to share things with these people at all. And I'm not saying like, yes, that is a toxic trait, but I'm not saying like, oh, you got to drop these people because if you're constantly dropping people, then maybe there might be a situation with you. But, you know, everybody is different. Everybody handles things differently. And sometimes some people are just not ready for the information that you're trying to give them. Sometimes even parents can do that. I remember when I was younger, I used to try to tell my my mom and my dad about the various problems that I had going through school and stuff like that. And I remember, I don't know if it was my mom or my dad and I repressed this memory. So I, I kind of really, I must've been traumatized by it in some way, shape or form, but there's like also a thousand other memories on top of that, that have kind of buried it. And I have really, really bad memory. Um, <laughs> I remember, I don't know if it was my mom, my dad, or my uncle kind of just telling me to suck it up. And I was, I think I was in like middle school or like, I think I had to be in early school. It was in between like the fourth and the seventh grade. And I was like getting into a lot of trouble then, like legal trouble and all this other stuff, like, like really, really bad behavioral issues, right? As a kid, like, cause we do stupid shit. I was just a kid doing stupid shit. So I don't remember who it was to just tell me to suck it up, but I did that. And I remember carrying this, this energy and this anger literally for like the next 10 years. So I didn't really get rid of it and heal from it until I was like 20. 24. So like, yeah, about like 13, 14 years of just like this kind of like, oh, I just got to bottle it in. I just got to hold on to it and use this energy for shit. Whereas now I'm in a state of flow and a state of what I would consider free energy. And however I feel is how I feel, but I should think about what I do before I like, of course, everything is a lot easier said than put into practice. Um, so, you know, like if you've ever gone to like anger management or any type of emotional, uh, management classes or anything like that, or even heard it in movies and stuff like that, people usually say, you know, when you're feeling some type of way or whatever, think before you say or do certain things. And a lot of that advice, that basic, basic advice is given to people, but they don't know how to implement it. And so I feel what is different about me is I not only can give advice, but I give a roadmap to do things. And I feel like none of my friends, except for maybe these few specific friends can help me with roadmaps instead of just giving me blanket advice, but that's just how I feel. So, um, but yeah, you know, I think we're going to go ahead and wrap this up. This has been the first official episode of Canning Culture. I know we got into a lot of heavy stuff, a lot of just like stuff that I wouldn't ordinarily normally get to because I want to talk about a lot of stuff in the entertainment industry. So uh, for next episode, if you guys decide to pop in, we're going to be talking about um, – we'll probably be talking about DC's uh, Joker and uh, the new Batman movie that's coming out. Um, so it's really – I just want to give you guys a prerequisite beforehand. So if you guys have any comments or anything about today's episode, make sure to go on to anchor.fm or download the app on iOS or Android and leave me a voice message. And we'll go over those at the beginning of the show next time. Um, and if you guys have any questions, comments, or concerns regarding the next episode, which I'm not going to cover Joker too much because I haven't seen it yet. And I know it's been out for a week and a half, but I have yet to see it. Um, just because there's like so much buzz around it and so many buzzwords specifically like people saying it's problematic and people saying it's great and people saying it's one of the worst films I've ever seen and other people going, I love this film. I live by it and stuff like that. I feel like it's a really weird area to be in. So as I'm going to try to be as unbiased and in the middle as possible, because a lot of my friends have said, you know what, Jay, you're really going to like it. And a few of other of my friends have been like, yo, it's really going to fuck you up. So, um, 
please, no spoilers if you guys do decide to leave a voice message on it. But I really, really, really want to talk about Robert Pattinson and the Batman. That's that's like the main thing that I want to talk about. And Zoe Kravitz as Catwoman because I love Zoe Kravitz. Holla at me, baby. I miss you. Um, <laughs> I say that like I've met her. Um, anyway, uh, so yeah, if you guys have any questions, comments, concerns, make sure to leave those on Anchor. Uh, I'm not sure where the comments can be. Uh, subscribe to this on Pod whatever fucking google podcast yeah yeah google podcast and make sure to subscribe on spotify this has been your favorite anime uncle just jay sama i will see you guys next time make sure to keep it canon